Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. I love the fishnet stockings. Are you going to a picture show? Uh, no, just, just cross-dressing. Oh, so you're dressed as a woman? No, I'm dressed as a man dressed as a woman. Like for, like for Halloween? No, no, I'm a man dressed as a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman. Oh, just like Toy Story. Yeah, like Toy Story, you know, and like, like Toy Story, that's a story about toys. It's Halloween. Why don't we tell stories about Halloween? About, scary. about spooky scaries. It's about spooky scaries. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's have a series of guests all tell spooky scary stories. That sounds actually pretty fun. You know, I think we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited for this Halloween special that we're putting on today. Um, we have a few guests that we want to talk about spooky stories. I want to introduce one of my good, good friends uh, from back in the college days. Really glad that we still talk. We're still great buds. Nick Stewart, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Steve. Glad to be around. Uh, hang out with you and Pepin again, just like the good old times. Nick has the best story you will ever hear. This oh. story is going to blow your mind. There will be no coming back from this story that Nick is going to tell. It will end all other stories, scare you. If you don't shit your pants, I will give you $100. We shouldn't say the $100 thing here. Now you got to live up to that. I got to live up to that. Well, that's all right, because I'm as smooth as a walrus. So I'll just slither on in there and make you shit your pants. Slip on into their shitty pants. Excuse me, ma'am. I seem to have shit my pants. May I get into yours? No, you <laughs> won't fit. <laughs> so, Nick, you have a, a spooky story. Um, before we dive directly into the story, I want to hear some background. Let's start with your personal beliefs when it comes to ghosts. All right, so my personal beliefs as far as the ghosties is I'm uncertain. I mean, I try to treat everything like uh, like a science. If you can't prove it or replicate it, then how can it exist? But at the same time, there's part of me that just really wants i don't know if i really want ghosts to live, exist actually that'd be a little too sketchy so i'm on the fence let's say i've never seen direct proof but i don't doubt it so what would be a little sketchy about them existing well i mean i'm fine with having like you know family members that have that have gone on or living in between the two realms and can kind of you know guide me in the right direction i believe that sometimes my family might be out there watching me but then you can get those really sketchy ghosts that might be like former murderers or pedophiles and they're just going to want to like eat mayonnaise and hide in my closet. I don't know. So you're worried about poltergeists and demons. Yes, the demons would not be fun. I don't really want to think about what pedophilic ghosts would be doing. <laughs> Eating mayonnaise in your closet, I told you. <laughs> Why are pedophiles targeting you, Nick? Is it your boyish good looks? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, just trying to think of like who would have a screwed up soul that would be left over. Pedophiles and murderers. Fair enough. And... Fair enough. All pedophiles should die. Yes, and their ghosts should not hang around, and if they do, we'll, uh, we'll just do Don't it. hang around yeah. in schools. Yeah. Nick's closet, great place. Plenty Perfect. of mayonnaise. Plenty. Of, <laughs> the walls are coated right now. So um, you're, you're skeptical. In a, in a lot of ways, you don't want to believe in ghosts, but you know you may have had some experiences in your life that 
at very least make you have some questions. That is very right. And actually, I used to work with the cameraman who was on Ghost Hunters, and he did a couple seasons with them. And he also said he's never seen any direct proof, but he had other members of the camera crew say they believed in ghosts. So that's a little... I have that kind of insight, which is nice, but... So you definitely know some people who believe in ghosts um, and may have had some, some direct stories. Um, what what kind of stories do you yourself have that kind of give you that little bit of doubt? All right, so this is probably the closest thing I've had to a ghost experience in my life. Uh, at this point, it's maybe like 12, 14 years old, and the movie The Ring had just come out. You guys remember that hot hit? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that came out, and the whole idea there was in the movie, this person finds this VHS tape. Spoilers. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie yet, you're, you're dumb because it's like 12 years old. But so in the movie, she finds a VHS, and you watch the VHS, and some little girl calls you on the phone, and she says, like, you have seven days. And then you just, like, shit bricks because weird stuff happens. And for me, so I had just watched that movie, you know, being 12, 14 years old, it's pretty scary movie being that young i mean i remember being terrified of jaws when i saw that when i was eight damn sharks yeah i know i saw like it when i was young and that was that was a really scary movie so i definitely understand that being younger uh the fear that comes from a movie can be way more amplified yeah so you know kind of just just watch the movie a little spooked out because i'm Freaking 12 or 14. And I ended up going to bed, you know, my dad had the lights on for a little while because I was a little scared of what was going on. I, was like, I just saw so a sketchy-ass movie. And so while I'm sleeping, I had this extremely old Magnavox. This thing is probably from the 70s, my TV. And in the middle of the night, it turned itself on. And it turned on to channel 3, and the volume was maxed out all the way. So I just wake up, and the TV's just blaring. <laughs> And I'm shitting bricks because that's how the VHS starts in the movie The Ring. Like, it just, it's a foggy screen, you know? And then you're like, oh shit, what's going on? So mm. I'm kind of in a panic mode. It's like two in the morning. I'm like looking for my remote in my bed. I'm trying not to get in my bed. There might be something under my bed, you know, pedophiles and mayonnaise everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so I find the remote and I, I'm trying to turn it off. I'm trying to turn it off. It's not turning off. So I'm hitting the button harder and harder. It's not going, so I'm smashing the batteries. Like, come on, you son of a bitch, work not turning off so get up run up to my tv and i push the button on the tv it doesn't turn off i start going into a panic slapping all the buttons on my tv none of them will change the volume won't go down and it can't turn it off so i'm freaking out i have no idea what's going on now i'm expecting some girl to crawl through my tv so i decide i'm gonna pull the plug i pull the power plug out of the tv and it goes and this little blue ring burns into the center of my screen and sits there for like a minute, slowly fading away. What? No Not way. making this up. So I'm just like, oh my god. My TV just shorted, and not only did it turn on a channel 3, it when I unplugged it, it left a blue ring in the center. Like, it all the, the edge of the TV came in white, and it just left this blue, blue ring right in the center of the TV. Now, for those who haven't seen the movie... The blue ring is a kind of center point of the movie, The Ring, right? Yeah, that's so right before she comes out of the TV, you're on channel three, that's snow. And then this little ring starts to like bubble up in the center of the screen. And then she just crawls out of the out of the TV. So at this point, I'd seen channel three and the blue ring. And I'm like, I'm terrified. So how do you explain that to this day? I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, the best way I can explain it is that that TV is a piece. And it was. 
That's the only way I can explain it, but it just so happened that that was the only night it ever did this. So I don't, you know, have any recollections of this TV doing this before. I know the TV is an old piece of crap, but this is the first time it ever had done this, not turned off and then left a blue ring. Where did you find the remote? Oh, you know, on my bed, under my bed, it, somewhere around there. Well, if it was in your bed with you, I can imagine maybe you rolled on it and that turned it on at the same time, causing damage to the remote. Yeah, but the buttons on the TV itself didn't even turn off. Yeah, that's a very good point. That was the weird part. Like, sometimes the remote might have been dead on batteries, but I was pushing the buttons physically on the TV and it was not turning off or changing channels. Option two, power surge. That That is potential. That, that might be it. Yeah, to me it sounds like the TV was from the 70s and just started acting a little weird. You know how the 70s were. Oh, they were crazy. Yeah, also the, the the blue ring, or at least the ring, I used to have those kind of old TVs. I think we all did growing up in like the 90s and stuff. It was pretty common for those kind of rings to happen on my TV. Some of the TVs that worked a little less good, like you'd have to like hit, like it'd go to that little ring and you have to hit to get them to work. So I can see that being maybe, it's very coincidental or very creepy, especially having just seen that movie. But uh, So that's the only time that TV ever did that, though, which was the weird thing. Like, it never did that again mm-hmm. or before that. That's how everything worked in the, the late 90s, early 1000s, though, <laughs> is that if, if something didn't work, you hit it until it worked. And, and it was flawless. That's just how it, things work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hard reset. Exactly. Hard reset with your hand, and eventually it'll work. Um, now, maybe the the people who made the movie used the blue ring as their focal point because they knew that a lot of TVs did that. So they used that to their advantage. I mean, I don't know. It really got me. All they had to do was call me and I would have shit my pants. <laughs> now, now, Channel 3, that's, that's what you play video games on. Yeah, Channel 3, Channel 2. It's just when you have that... The old school cable static. Now, instead of getting the static, you get those weird rainbow bars. Yeah. But I mean, my point being, you probably had it on Channel 3 anyway, because yeah, you're a I, video game. I was watching it on my PlayStation 2 at the time, I think. So that was my DVD player. Okay. Okay. So you were probably watching something anyway. Did it have like a timer to turn off? No, that TV doesn't. But what's that? A timer? <laughs> yeah. I think this is back in the days where you're using, you're probably using like a, uh, a, AV to analog converter. Yeah, I did. I had to have a converter so my PlayStation could work on that TV. Oh, God, it's so old. It had two connection types. One was the coaxial, and the other was like the old school screws. You unscrew them and put the wires in the connection and screw them back together. (laughs) Oh, my God. Those were the two options for this TV. So naturally, a PlayStation fit much better with the coaxial. So going off of that story right there, I mean, did that increase your suspicion or did it like, how did that change your opinion of ghosts? See, I don't know, because it, it wasn't necessarily a ghost encounter. It was just like a really sketchy moment where my TV decided that this was the best time to shit the bed. So you didn't come out from that experience thinking, oh my god, the ghosts are real. They're trying to get after me. They're not, they're, they're playing some kind of cruel prank on me after seeing this movie. They, they didn't do this. It was just kind of like, man, what the fuck is up on my TV? It was basically, what, what the fuck is up on my TV? Because, I mean... If I had seen a girl crawl out of my TV, then I probably would have changed my opinion and jumped out a window, but it was just the TV, and I woke up the next day still alive, so I don't know. It didn't scar me that much. But even then, it's not quite ghost. It's more supernatural in general. Yeah, yeah. I will give it to you. That's such an extreme coincidence. It's definitely suspect. Yeah, man, it was just – I don't know how to explain it. Just I was so terrified, like – 
Can you imagine being woken up with your TV on full volume just on that, like, that snow channel? Just, just screaming. I think I've had that happen to me once before. And the, the TV shortly died after, but it was it was pretty frustrating. And I was sleeping, too. This TV's still alive. It's never going to die. This thing's going to survive the Holocaust if there's another one. Wait, <laughs> 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 Is your TV Jewish? <laughs> no, it's just you can't get Like a, nu- a nuclear Holocaust? Yeah, any, whatever. Put it in a gas chamber. The TV's coming out. Wow, this is a really offensive TV. Are you predicting future Holocaust? No, I don't... My, I'm just saying my TV could make it. Fair enough. It's a survivor. I get it. It's like in the basement now, covered in cat urine, and it's still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> cat urine and manning. <laughs> you know, you, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you do you have any other uh, any other incidences uh, that's probably the only encounter i've had that's been close enough to be considered a ghost or a third being so something i find interesting is i don't know what my reaction to that happening to me as a child would have been because on the one hand i probably would have been more like nick's thinking like like oh tv's just acting up it's kind of weird what what and then on the other hand, part of me would have a really hard time sleeping. I would be kept up for like maybe a couple of weeks and I'd be thinking to myself, okay, th- there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this. This is irrational. You know, there's nothing haunted about this TV. There's no ghosts, but, but still my mind would just be going crazy with all these kind of like, oh, what, 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 what if it is a ghost? What if this is this? Oh, it just fucked me up for a little bit. No, you're, you're very right for about seven days after that happened. Cause the whole, you know, you have seven days thing in the movie. I probably had a hard time sleeping. Did you go to sleep right after? I'm sure I didn't go right after. I probably had to leave my lights on for a while. And did you uh, did you tell the story to anybody? Yeah, I told that story to a couple of people before. I mean, they all just kind of it's just a, kind of it's kind of a funny story because it's just like it's so random that that stuff happens right after you watch that movie where that exact thing happens in the movie. Did you tell your dad or your mom or your sister right after it happened? No, because it was like three in the morning, so they were probably asleep. Well, I mean the next morning. I don't know. I can't recall. Fair. So your parents didn't hear the TV blasting at all? Or were they just like, oh, that's Nick? They probably were just like, God damn it, Nick. He's playing Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest again. Stupid <laughs> red ass in there. That's that's a very underrated game. Yeah, especially when you have... What was it? What do we call him? Bread ass? Bread box ass? Yeah, he had a very bread ass. So good stories about ghosts. Good job. Claps all around. Thanks. Spooky clap. Spooky claps. You know, Nate, I'm kind of spooked. I mean, it's a spooky time of year, and we've been hearing some spooky stories. That is true, and, you know, sometimes I get scared about mommies. No, it's pronounced mummies, Nathan. Oh, mummy, mummy. Sorry, sorry, I was looking at Steve's mom here, and I was thinking, mummies? Wait, wait, Steve's mom, why, why are you here? Am I scary? No, no, no. It was just kind of sudden. We we just had a different guest on, and now all of a sudden you're here. Like this is oh. it's it's a pleasant surprise. Um, are you here because you have a spooky story? Yes. Oh, well, let's start at the beginning. Um, where does the uh, spookiness start for you? The day I was born. That's that scary. Was spooky day. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was about nine, we moved here to New Hampshire from Connecticut. We moved into a house that. It was called the Drown House, but that was the people's last name that owned it. 
<laughs> drown. It wasn't like somebody drowned there, mm-hmm. but somebody did die in a fire there. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, we're, funny. we're laughing at somebody dying. No, we're laughing at the, uh, what's it called? Irony. Yeah, the, the irony the, of it? The, this is actually irony, by the way. This is real irony. Yeah. Okay. okay, go on. So, yeah, so it was a girl in, her, I guess, there was a gigantic fireplace in the kitchen and, like, big enough to stand in, but it was boarded up when we lived there. But this girl, apparently her nightgown caught on fire and she died so the house didn't burn down no it was, just the girl's dress just, just the, girl's the girl dress. did i mean she burned to death yes so was this documented in like police reports and corroborated or is this a folklore about the house okay i was nine so i did not corroborate the story fair enough where did you hear it from uh the my mother okay because i and i believe they heard it from the owners of the house or friends of theirs you know i don't know i don't remember okay so the grapevine passed the story down yes go on so of course that made the house spooky to begin with Mm -hmm. and then things would happen like um there was always a smell of apples in certain spots when there were no apples in the house and just weird things like that and um could have been stink bugs, maybe. They smell. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Stink bugs are relatively well known for liking apples. No, no, they 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 smell like apples. They do. Then why would they call be called stink bugs? You never seen stink bugs? They, they actually, I've seen he, them. I've never. Smelled he's he's actually right. They they historically do, but that's okay. beside the point. Well, I didn't. I don't know. Possibly sure. a stink bug, but what what else corroborated the story other than apples? My sister was terrified of her room, and she'd like she was little, but she'd wake up in the middle of the night screaming and run down the stairs. And my room was right next to the stairs, and I'm a light sleeper. I'd never hear her ever. So she would be screaming down like the hall, and you should be woken up by this. Right, and this is something your parents attest to, I assume. Yes. And something you never actually experienced. You, know, you never heard. You're never woken up by this. Right. That is kind of weird. I mean, do you care about your sister very much? Do I care about my sister? <laughs> I love my sister, of course. So that, that, that's pretty weird because you think, you know, having – you think caring about her so much, you would be woken up by it. But, uh... Right. But I think the biggest thing about that house was <laughs> – I'm, I'm still say. offended. Like <laughs> – you're offended that I didn't wake up? No, I'm offended that he asked that question at oh. all. Like, do you care about your sister? <laughs> I, I get, do. I get where you were coming from, Nate. Like, you asking a baseline question. <laughs> Just very shocking. Yes, I care about my sister. Okay. But I think the biggest thing about that house was I clearly remember the feeling of waking up there and having this intense feeling of being welcome. I, it's. I've never experienced it before. I had never experienced it. It was just a very welcoming feeling. And then, like a year later, we moved into a new house, and I expected to feel that, and I didn't. There was nothing. I didn't feel anything. There was nothing in that house. To mm-hmm. it was. It was very interesting, and I've never felt it since. That's definitely interesting. I don't know if if I've ever felt the felt something like that. It, it was very clear. Mm. So it was much more of a, a feeling associated with this. Yes. They, they sound like very abstract 
um, ghostly stories. Yes. I never saw anything that I remember. I never heard, obviously never heard anything. (laughs) What's your stance on, on ghosts? Well, I want to believe because I want there to be more than just this, but I have a lot of trouble believing. I don't know that there's anything further. So is this skepticism in the afterlife or is this skepticism? Okay. Everything. And yeah, well, there would have to be afterlife to be ghosts, right? Well, you could imagine like maybe demons and kind of like ghosts from other realms or things that aren't like revive dead people or whatever in this ghostly kind of form. Maybe there's the specters, right, that just kind of emerge from nothing or have their own kind of realm or whatever. You could imagine something like that, right? Right. I feel like demons are a Christian concept, and I don't really believe in that. So at this point, would you say you were more or less kind of believing in ghosts with that experience at the house? Yes, especially because my mother did, so... You know, I was young and impressionable. What was your next experience along similar lines? I I had a couple psychic experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that qualifies in this instance. So, what was this with like a like a palm reader or someone who like used cards, or was this more like a Ouija board? A good example. I it was actually with Stephen. I was pregnant with Stephen, and my cousin was at the same time. And pregnant with me at the same time? Yep. There was a race. <laughs> it was a race to see first one. who would have you first. And I'm clearly glad. I won. I'm glad I won that one. <laughs> yeah. No, she was pregnant at the same time. And she was in the hospital and I had a dream. There was it was just blood, like just tons of blood. And I found out the next day that they had to operate because she had a tubal and um and she had a lot of blood in her, like she had been bleeding internally. It was, um, before it was with you again, actually, oh, I was pregnant thing. with you. Yeah, I had a dream one night that my niece died, and she was like a year old at the time. And I was, I woke up so upset, and I was like crying, and and I waited until a decent, you know, it was like a decent hour to call my mom, and I called her, and I was like is everybody okay? And she's like, yeah, everybody's okay, but we did have to rush Brittany to the emergency room last night. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I told her, you know, she she was okay, but she had been really sick and they had to rush her to the ER. And I told my mom about my dream. And so then a couple weeks later, months, weeks, I don't know, it wasn't that long later, I had another dream about Brittany and this time she broke her leg and I call my mom in the morning and I'm like, is everybody okay? And she's like, everybody's fine. She calls me back a couple hours later and she's like, don't dream about Brittany ever again. (laughs) I was like, why? And her and my sister had just been in a really bad accident. So, you know, and my dad was having an operation. He was having a hip replaced. He was having a hip replacement and that night I had a dream that I can't remember where it was in my leg, but it was like further down my leg, like in my shin or something. And I had this intense pain and it hurt really bad. And then the next day I was talking to my dad and he was telling me how it hurt in that exact area because they had taken bone from that area to put in his hip. And he said, that hurts worse than anything else. And I was like, that's really weird that I would dream that. So that's a lot of really weird coincidences. And the fact that you call them up, it's a little like 
interesting because it's like you call them up and you know you probably don't often call them up saying hey is something wrong hey yeah, did, did, right. did, did something bad happen <laughs> right so it's very right. rare for that to happen and the fact that you're even right right those times is kind of interesting well with my dad i hadn't even remembered the dream and he was i was talking to him because he had had an operation so i was talking to him see how he was and and he mentioned it and i didn't think of it until later and i was like oh my gosh i dreamed that mm. But along the lines of ghosts, probably the biggest thing that happened was um, Brian's dad. Yeah, you context for who Brian Sorry, is. Brian is my youngest son. You know, Brian. All right. My youngest son's dad and I were going to a hospital to visit his sister who was in the hospital, clearly. And we're walking across the like lobby area headed toward elevators. There were two sets of elevators side by side. And we, there was somebody that walked in front of us and got on. Like if you're facing the elevators, the one to the left, the door opened, they got on the door shut. We pushed the button, the door opened again on the left elevator. We got in there fully expecting someone to be in there. There was nobody there. And there was no, you know how like some hospitals have a, have a door, they open on one side, but they also open on the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This one didn't because we checked that out because it freaked us out. There was nobody on that elevator. So you both watched somebody get on an we elevator. We both saw it. You pressed the button and it immediately opened again, which yes. usually doesn't happen, does it? Right. But so the elevator was sitting there. Like it, it hadn't left the how, floor yet. How long did it sit there? Did the did the doors like immediately just close? Yes, the doors closed. The we pushed the button, the door opened, and we got we walked in front of it, thinking that there was going to be somebody in the elevator. There was nobody there. Wow. Yeah. And do you remember what the uh, what the person looked like in any sort? Well, was no. Was it a male? I, honest, I don't remember. He said. Because we talked about it years later, and he said, I think he said it was a guy wearing, like, blue. I don't – but honestly, I don't remember because I, I'm not that observant. No, so I, mean, I just saw a person walk in front of us, mm -hmm. get on the elevator, but was not there. So did they walk from behind you or from, like, off to the side? And they yeah, they came, like, like, from off – Yeah. from the side, from the right mm -hmm. of us. So they cut directly in front of you? Yes. And then got on the elevator. Yes. Doors closed. You press the button. It immediately opens up again. Nobody there. Right. Wow. That's yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The cutting out in front of you part is kind of weird because that is something you notice regardless of like, uh, like maybe if he was like just kind of walking there already, but cutting in front of you, that's something that kind of tips your attention. And right. You know, it's just something you notice. Did you guys get on the elevator and actually take it? Yes. Really? But we were scared. I wouldn't, have taken, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken the elevator. I'd have been like, yeah, so the stairs, where are they at? Right. Well, there was another elevator. We could have taken that one. Fair. <laughs> but it's it wasn't. Haunted elevator. It was the freakiest thing. But I mean, where else better to see a ghost in a hospital? Right? Lots of people die in the hospital. They're already dead when they get put in the graveyard. So uh, why would somebody haunt a graveyard? Some of them. <laughs> um, maybe they're trying to reconnect with their physical form. Um, maybe they know oh. that that's where their loved ones are going to meet up with them. Um, those are just two thoughts off the top of my head. Isn't the morgue just like a temporary graveyard? The morgue? Yeah. It's a place where they keep 
bodies before they bury them or they they take them there to like embalm them and and if they're going to be viewed then they dress them up and paint them and stuff i feel like a temporary graveyard is an oxymoron this is getting complex so that's one experience now would you say that's a ghostly experience in your opinion yes because there's no i cannot think of any other explanation for it if there had been a door on the other side of the elevator i could have said he went out the other side you know he could have been superman he could have been you know he could have been spider-man he could have been hanging from the ceiling and we didn't see him I didn't think of that. He could have climbed through the roof of the elevator and been standing up there watching us freak out. (laughs) He could have. That Um, is a possibility. Mom, we have a special guest for you here today. It's Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) You were pumped. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joke, guys. Hope you're laughing. That was like the least satisfying prank ever. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) (laughs) Like 10, 15 years later, just... Ashton Kutcher comes in. Oh, boy, that'd be great. I have remember, no remember, idea where you went with that. Remember that time you were slightly confused and you are like, hey, was that a guy that just cut in front of me? Where did he go? <laughs> that was me. I set that up. Oh! <laughs> Except you would have been like four. I still am. He was oh, a wow. very good punk. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, (laughs) enough awful jokes. So, uh, despite that extreme experience, you still, how do you feel about ghosts now? You you said you're not fully convinced. No, because I still, like, my mind still tries to think of explanations for it. Like, you know, when I think about it, which I don't very much anymore, but I used to, (laughs) because it was really freaky. Yeah, that is. It's pretty interesting because your daughter, Sasha, she also has similar kind of viewpoints on that. She wants to believe in ghosts, thinks it would be cool, but she's also a little uh, skeptical about it. Yeah. We used to, remember that house we lived in on um, in Rochester on Congress Street? It was a it was similar to the one that we live in now. It's two floors. Mm, across the street from Froggy's place? Nope. No. Um, I don't know where Congress Street is. I'm thinking of the place where the, the big fat lady Nancy walked by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Congress yeah, yeah. Street. Oh, that was Congress Street. I remember. You just sort of said Nancy. That's oh, a landmark. Well, I didn't know that. She's a moving landmark. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so. And was so, it, was Erica lived downstairs? Yeah. Okay, okay. I yeah, yeah. I just nodded to remember that. Okay. So, in the very. <laughs> that wasn't an important part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> in the very top, if, if you, like. One time I was asleep, I was up in the upstairs. I had, my room was in the upstairs at one point for a while. And I would feel something get on the bed with me and thinking it was a cat, because I've always had cats. I would look and there would be nothing, nothing, nothing there. And that's a very distinct feeling when when something gets on the bed next to you. Yes. The bed shifts. I would feel that a lot. It shifts down in some spots. Yes. And then... I the bed would like shake so much it would wake me up. Now, when you say shake, you mean kind of just like kind of like vibrate, like vibrate like, violently. Not not really violently. It wouldn't shake me off. So in it theory, would, if it a, would wake me up, if a it truck would be was going to... by and shaking the house, right? In theory, it, right? Mm-hmm. Which, but it was on a back road. It wasn't like on the main road, 
Right. It still could have been a truck, I guess. There were really no trucks that went down by that house. No, it would have to go down Main Street. Yeah. Which, but it also would last longer than it was, you know, it wasn't like a truck going by. It was like it would last, you know, like what the hell. So when the bed was vibrating or kind of shaking about, like you'd be on it and would you be kind of freaking out a little bit? Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? And when you got off or did you ever get off the bed while I was shaking? I don't remember. I mean, because I, w- I wonder if it would be, you know, continue shaking if you got off and like, because w- maybe you could like <sighs> identify like what the cause was or if there was a cause. It could also be the building maybe. Maybe the ba- building's a little shaky. Yeah, I, I, guess. I can actually corroborate that story because um, I remember one time uh, my sisters Sasha and I were watching Silence of the Lambs um, and sitting on on your bed upstairs and it, it started shaking like that. And I was like, Sasha, what are you doing? She's like, I'm not doing that. And like we were we both felt it shaking um, unexplainable. It was just like in the middle of the day, there was. I didn't hear any trucks outside. It just kind of happened. And I hadn't, I didn't even know that you had felt that before. I didn't even remember this until you mentioned it right now, but um, I can actually back up that that happened sometime. That was a, that was a pretty common, common occurrence in that place. Yeah. I'd be kind of freaked out if my bed started shaking. It's a little weird. Also uh, the whole kind of like a feeling like a cat's, Kind of gotten up next to you and not actually being there. It's happened to me a couple of times. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've never attributed it to like a ghost or any kind of thing like that. It's like, kind of like, oh man, my brain's kind of weird right now. I must be tired. Mm-hmm. Now, what would it take for you to believe in ghosts or the paranormal like that? What kind of evidence, what kind of experience would you need to have for you to say, yep, ghost exists? I'd probably have to like see one. I don't know. Because I'd probably, you know, discard it. So, like, let's say you start, like, a ghost fully in your kind of view. You think, okay, I must have taken the wrong drugs yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, I must be really tired right now. Acid flashbacks. (laughs) I think I'm dreaming right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I've never done acid. (laughs) Still acid flashbacks. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I have a similar kind of mindset where it's like any kind of experience I would have that could be ghostly. I've never had a ghostly experience, but if I did, I would probably like, oh man, I must have been super tired and hallucinating. You guys rationalize yeah. it away. Yes, like here's um my cat. It was it was like a month after my mom died, and um my cat. I took her to get fixed. And she almost died. She was so sick. And I, like, could not stop crying. It was awful. Because I just lost my mom. My cat that I absolutely adore is – I. the vet pretty much told me she wasn't going to make it through the night. And I was, like, hysterical. And my sister called me, which if anybody knows me, knows that nobody ever calls me because I don't talk on the phone. I hate it. <laughs> but she called me. And I answered it, which is also very unlike me. Anyway, and she goes – She's like telling me this funny story that had just happened. And then, of course, I told her what was going on. And so what had been happening with my sister was she had this rose. It was like a dried rose. And it was like, say, I don't remember exactly where because I was pretty upset at the time. But it was like on her cabinet. And 
she came out in the kitchen and it was on the floor. So she picked it up, put it back, left the room, came back. It was on the floor again. So she moved it to somewhere else. She came back. It was on the floor again. So she called me to tell me about that thinking, you know, maybe mom was trying to communicate with her. And then she's saying, maybe mom was trying to tell her to call me because I was so distraught. And my cat lived, by the way. But Why would that indicate to call you? It's just a feeling she had? No, it was because it was so weird. You know, like, here this rose keeps appearing on the floor when she keeps putting it back. So then after you told the story about the cat, then she came said maybe it was your mom trying to communicate to get her to call you? Yeah. I don't remember if okay. she told me the story first because I was probably just crying and she probably was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I was calling to tell you about this and you know. so it's your sister's kind of viewpoint that uh you know she sees this rose fall over and over again and she starts thinking about you and then she thinks this is a sign for mom to you know to, to talk to sandy to my, my sister sandy and she does that now in from a psychological level i could see her seeing this rose and you know family memories get brought up you get brought up and she's like thinks oh i haven't talked to sandy in a while maybe i should talk to sandy and then she kind of places this extra meaning there, right? And then she has this initial kind of, you know, thought that maybe this is my mom trying to communicate with me about uh, that first factor. But then she starts talking to you and she realizes that you're going through a really hard time. You're crying. Your cat almost died and so on and so forth. And then she kind of rationalizes after the fact that, okay, mom wanted me to talk to Sandy because Sandy was having a really tough time right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she initially called me to tell me the story of the rose. But but once again, the timing of a phone call being placed between you and it seems like usually your sister, but your family in general happened at a, a time I, that was really convenient. Yeah. Really um, coincidental at very least. Right. And then last last fall, actually, she came here to visit. She came up to New Hampshire and um, – in the middle of the night, the shade right next to my bed went up halfway and just stopped. Like like somebody, it didn't like fly up, like, you know, if it suddenly malfunctions. It just went like halfway up and stopped. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. weird. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. It woke me up because it freaked me out really bad. It got caught. The it went up slowly, though. It the didn't. The ghost like... got caught. Oh. oh, the ghost caught its hand in the. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. You know, because then later on, I'm like, okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Right. I don't know. Well, thank you so much for being on, Mom. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, really great stories. I'm spooked, and uh, I'm really excited to to continue talking about spooky stories. Um with some other people too yeah hey let's let's bring him on cam how's it going cam doing well how are you not too bad thanks do you want to introduce yourself to our audience yeah first of all thanks for having me here love you guys i've listened to your show quite a few times now and um about myself i go to school go to work all the same stuff pretty much but love to be here i jam once in a while but 
Otherwise, <laughs> this, this is like the most my life. to earth kind of like introduction. <laughs> yeah. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, for the listeners, because you can't see, he has an amazing mane of hair. Like, this is otherworldly. Let me tell you, on the way here, I was thinking to myself, thank God this isn't like a vlog because then everybody could see how ugly I am. No, that is not the case at all. You got the beautiful facial hair going on. You keep it well-maintained. Lovely mane of hair. You could be a wrestler with that flock. Wow. Thank you. So uh, the real reason we have you on here today isn't to gaze at your very, very luxurious hair. Instead, it's to talk about ghosts. So let's get spooky for a second. Pepin, play some sort of audio clip that's spooky. Ooh. Perfect. <laughs> Guys, no, that's too spooky. That, that, that's Michael Jackson. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, Cam, you have, a, you have a tale. I do have a tale. Now, it is not one that directly involves myself, but... Good friend of mine lives in a house that used to be an old funeral home. And in the basement, you can actually see where they used to carcinate the bodies. The whole thing is still there. Everything. We also have a, another friend who lived in a funeral home. Is this a thing? Like, do people live in funeral homes? Not that I know of. Just this one friend of mine that I know. That's got to be so weird. Just being around death all the time. I mean, half of a funeral home is a home. So I assume somebody lives there. Yeah. Well... The story behind this house is the morticianer who lived there, he died in the house as well, and he had two sons. They both died in the house as well. So there's a lot of death, not only just from people dying, but the history of the house in itself. Do we know anything about the background of how they died? Like, was this like a an all-at-once thing or like separate times? And... I do not know the exact details of that, but I mean... Just taking pictures and videos inside this house, it distorts pictures. You can see there's this one picture that I saw. It's of you know my friend and his little sister, and there's just flames in the back and like almost a face in it. Just this, it's all red. It looks like somebody put a filter on it, but it, there was no filter. It was before filters even existed. It was like 2001. So it's like one one of those old Polaroid cameras. Yeah. Pretty much, and that just showed all this weird shit in the background that was just unexplainable. That is absolutely crazy. So that's a, a relatively common occurrence in this house. Yeah, I mean, there's scratches all over the doors from the dogs freaking out every night because they hear banging or they just see something. The little sister there, she wakes up every night saying, who's this guy in my doorway? Like, this house is pretty legit. That's terrifying. So is it possible that it's zombies, or is it more like ghosts, or are they zombie ghosts? Well, from the videos on her Facebook, uh, I see orbs, and there's one with a shadow standing right in front of the door. And only for about three seconds out of the three-minute video, you can actually see like a clear face in that shadow that's standing in front of the door. And it... It's pretty chilling. So that would probably be more like ghosts because no, nobody walking around, but it is kind of like, I think the orbs are kind of like seen as kind of ghostly figures and they sometimes kind of show faces. Yeah, there's faces and then there's, you know, the banging and the doors locking and, you know, leave the door open for the night. And then all of a sudden you wake up and the door's closed because you heard it bang. Nobody else is in the house. That's really freaky. I don't want to go there, but I kind of do. 
it would be one of those things where, like, I might want to, like, sleep in one of those kind of, like, uh, one of those things they have, you know, where they put the bodies. I like, sleep in there just, just for a heck of it, see what's like, see if there's any ghosts or zombies. If there's a zombie, that'd be kind of cool, but... Those are airtight. You don't want to sleep in those. Fuck. Okay, I don't want to sleep in one of those, but maybe, like, on the bed next to that, you know, bring a little air mattress in. I guess if you didn't close the door, that'd be cool. But, like, what if something happened in the middle of the night and, like, it did close for some reason? Like, maybe the hinge was loose and it just, like, creak. Put in a creaking sound here. Creak. And then it closed. See, this this kind of sucks because I'm not really, like, believing in, like, ghosts or zombies. But I would be freaked the fuck out at a funeral home living there. And if I heard, like, noises and stuff, I would be pretty, like, freaked out. Have you, You've been to this place yourself. I have, but never at night, and never for long enough to hang around. It's, uh, uh my reaction to when I heard her saying that was, uh, pretty wigged out, honestly. I didn't get good vibes from the house, almost when I got there before she even told me about it, and then once she did, it's like, I can see why. I mean, just the setting, the whole way the house is built and set up, and the way this big fireplace is, like, right in the middle of the kitchen, and, like, it's just, it's different it's not like any modern house that i've seen mm, so this is probably an older house yeah built in the 1800s 1800s oh man and you would say that your friend is pretty rational or they don't seem like they would be making this kind of shit up right oh no absolutely not like this if you were to go there you'd probably have your own opinion of it but it'd be on their side my side so as far as the theory would go are these ghosts Likely from the people who, you know, are there, like the, the people they have funeralized, or is it from the... <laughs> We're making up a lot of words here today. Funeralized. <laughs> or is it from the previous owner and the sons? Couldn't tell you. She doesn't know either. It's somebody who doesn't know that he can walk through doors anymore, you know, just who knows. It's just a crazy entity that's messing with the whole house, the dogs. Everybody. It's a spooky ghost. He's mad. Are there any times that are more spooky than others? Again, I don't really hang out with this guy too much. My mom's actually friends with his mom. That's where I hear most of this stuff from. So there are mummies involved. There are two mummies. That's a great joke. So would you be open to spending a night in this house? For sure. Just to see what it's like. Mm. Yeah. Would you want to record anything? In the house? Yeah, like, would you record your experience there? Would you, like, you know, take video, audio clips? Yeah, if I had, like, a memory card big enough, I'd probably record myself sleeping all night just to uh, look at it and get freaked out. Make a sex tape? Pretty much. Like, some yeah. ghost is um, jerking me off, you know? Yeah, you, that's pretty normal ghostly activity. Do you think, like, haunted sex tapes are a thing? Like, is that is that a thing people do? Like... Do you think wet dreams are really wet dreams, or is it a ghost jerking you off? Or pissing on you with ghost piss. Sticky ghost piss. See, I don't think a ghost would be jerking me off, because the hands would just go right through, right? No, their hands would go through themselves, but not through you. Like, poltergeists can, can move objects in the physical world. So, maybe this explains why the ghost would have to open doors you know, in this house, because... They're, yeah, you can hear the doors opening, the hinges, and all that shit. And it's... But he just can't go through, or he just goes through himself, so he can't jerk himself off, so he just has to jerk people, other people off. Mm -hmm. In the hopes that it gets reciprocated. Like you. 
Yeah. Mainly you. I feel rather special now. You should. Spotlight's on you. Well, this one time when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in how this... The yeah. story of when you were a baby is going to get to a ghost tricking you. <laughs> this is a pretty complicated story. You sure you want to hear it? I'm positive. There's nothing I want more in my life than to hear this story right Shoot. now. Shoot. Gam, you really want... Oh, okay, fuck. Okay, so one time when I was a baby, there was two fairy godmothers. Now, one wasn't actually real, but the, this other one, I'm, I swear she actually existed. And her name was Anne. And when Anne talked to me, it was kind of weird because it's like she was talking to me through like a uh, text, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> was this like a beeper? <laughs> what you you were a baby in the nineties, so this must have been like a beeper if he was texting you. <laughs> ghost beeper. No, 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 no. Baby Peppin had a ghost beeper. This is amazing. So, no, so, so so she actually had a little like. What do you call those things? PDAs that they had back then. Mm-hmm. So she had a PDA and she had to put it in front of my face and stuff and just start typing on it. I I don't think she could speak or I, I start heard a cough one time. It was kind of weird. It didn't quite sound like a real cough, but it was it was kind of like <sighs> yeah, it was a mute cough. Anyway, so she typed up this message to me saying, "Beware of the ghost. There's a red clay in your ceiling." I was like, what the fuck does this have to do anything? And, you know. oh, okay, hold on, hold on. I have so many questions. Okay, first thing I'm trying to figure out is if this is made up or not. But you're saying this story so fast, I swear you're not making this up. Like, the look of conviction on your face, it looks like this is a true story that you're remembering. Well, t- true. I'm pretty sure this is the one that actually existed, the fair godmother I'm talking about, so... Let me just make, yeah, Anne. So Anne's the one that existed. The other one, I actually forgot her name. It may have been Dulce Fancy Pants, but not quite. See, that's why she doesn't exist, because she had a dumb name. I mean, that, that's how you can tell if someone doesn't exist. Right, right. So she gave me this message about red clay, and it was kind of vague and stuff. But one day, I saw red Play-Doh somewhere, and this was actually, like, at school. And I thought, is that red clay? I mean, I guess it kind of is. But it wasn't that, because where on that day, I went to pottery class. I mean, not not like pottery class, but, you know, the class you go to in third grade, where... This is after I was a baby, by the way. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Were so you a baby in third class? Well, it's kind of weird, because, like, this, this godmother, Anne, she was giving me this advice throughout time, and... You know, she started from. She kept on bringing up the red clay over and over. It was kind of weird and awkward, because, like, okay, when am I going to see the red clay? Then one day... In pottery class, I saw red clay. I'm like, oh shit! Was it on the ceiling? No, it wasn't on the ceiling. But this is this is where it gets interesting. So I brought the red clay home just to, just to see what would happen, and then I put it in the ceiling, and then I said, "Fuck you, Anne." And she wasn't very happy about that. What ended up happening was she summoned a ghost, and that night was kind of weird. I mean. This is actually sixth grade now, because that, that red clay was up there for a while. It dried up. So you had dried out red clay in your ceiling for at least three years that you put there to spite a fairy godmother named Anne who texted you on a PDA not to touch red clay in the ceiling when you were a baby. Yeah, yeah. And 
it's honestly one of those th- okay actually let me first explain this part because this is a little confusing because some people might be saying like it, you have an open ceiling or something how are you putting that clean the ceiling oh i am on board so so far it makes complete sense to me but so, so in my room there's actually a small little hole in the ceiling and don't know how it got there it actually might have been or maybe maybe i was just messing around with my brother like you know roughhousing and stuff but so there's this little hole, tiny hole up there and no one could really see it so my parents didn't really care now, I actually put the clay up there, and then, you know... Plug the hole. Yeah, well, I didn't plug the hole. I just kind of put it to the side, because I didn't want my parents or whoever seeing it and saying, hey, what's that red clay doing there? Like, that'd just be kind of awkward to explain. So, as a result, what I did was, every, every couple of days, I would just kind of check the red clay to see if it was drying or if it was hard yet or what was, what was going on with it. Was it still there? I mean, because, you know, it's, it kind of gets to your curiosity, right? So, where was I? Something about six years later. Oh, yeah, so something about... So, she actually summoned a ghost. Now, this ghost was technically a succubus, but the succubus didn't have any work at the time. So, it was, it was the only one that was available. Actually, succubus isn't a ghost, technically. So, maybe this isn't a ghost story, then. Well, it's if it's go. Okay, so the succubus kind of came in my room. And, you know, when she left, I, I, I came in my room. And this is sixth grade? Wait, 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 were you, wait, were you in the room at the same time as a succubus? No, no, okay, <laughs> okay, for, first of all, yes, it was sixth grade, and she came in my room, and then when she came in my room, I came in my room. So was this, you premature bastard. I, I don't know where to go, where to go with this, there's just so many ways. Well, to put it this way, after the succubus left, I didn't see Anne anymore. She she was done with me. I don't I don't know why, but and okay, this is the weird part. This is the really really weird part here. I went up to the ceiling and checked the red clay. It wasn't there anymore. It was gone. It's like you bit that golden apple. Oh my god, that just been chills down my spine. See, you don't have a spine. Yeah, I do. It's in the back of me. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. And speaking in the back of me, there's this visual cortex there. <laughs> My and mind went in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> so some people might argue this was actually a hallucination you had that I had. Not, not, not you guys, but me, me, the one who experienced this ghost named Anne. But I would say it's not because the visual cortex is a quarter of your brain. And you think a quarter of your brain can be wrong? Okay, you might argue, maybe it's a prefrontal cortex. Maybe something's messed up with your mind. Okay, that might be true. But how can you explain the red clay? Oh my god, that's such a, that's a, that's actually a really good point. So, your most ghostly experience was when red clay that you would put in your ceiling to spite a fairy godmother named Anne who texted you on a PDA when you were a baby about not touching red clay disappeared shortly after an encounter with a succubus where you both came in your room at the same time. Well, the only thing I'd correct you on there is that I was in my room and the succubus came and then I came after. So we weren't in the room at the same time. We didn't come in at the same time, but I I came in while she was there. Yes. Okay. I don't like the way that you keep saying she came in, then I came in. And you know, well, you could I, say you were in the room, and then I, he was, she was in the room. 
could phrase it a little differently. Let's be specific here. I didn't come in the room. Like <laughs> you arrived I, at no, the room. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he he came in the hole in the wall. <laughs> you think it could reach up there? That'd be pretty impressive. No, the wall, not the ceiling. You came in the hole in the wall. There's a hole in the wall? Wait, are we talking about the door? Because I don't think it can fit through the door. We're talking about the door. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Shit. Wait, what can't fit through the door? <laughs> Nate, how do you get in and out of your room? Uh, I, I, Not sideways. You've got elephantitis of the nuts. Guys, I think we're a little off track here. We, um, we were on ghost <laughs> stories, and now we're talking about Nate's dick, as you predicted. I told you this was going to happen. This is just what happens. Yep, yep. Uh, now, I actually do have a real kind of... This is not a ghost story, but it's a, a, a real experience. Wait, that wasn't real? Uh, wow, you tricked me, Nate. Shit, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm, I'm very, very sorry. How am I going to trust your next story? Well, it, it's, it's a lot more boring. Your computer just turned red. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Are you seeing that? It's yeah. got like a red tint to it. Yep. It just like randomly happened. What the? What was that? It's called flux. Or ghosts. It's a ghost. Okay, we'll, we'll say it's ghosts. <gasps> it's the red clay. <laughs> so in this second story, uh, a little bit worse than the first story, uh, I had a friend who believed in ghosts. They'll call him Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Yeah, that's a good cover name. And anyway, so he was telling me, oh, we're going to do a seance here. We're going to summon a ghost. And this was in my basement, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll summon a ghost, I guess. I mean, I don't really believe in this, but this is in sixth grade. and With a Ouija board? No, no. He had, he had to do like a whole seance thing. Like, he had to be, you know, Candles. Like, he had a wall of Ouija board. <sighs> I made that joke twice. <laughs> you know that, like, uh... That little predictor thing you have in like the third grade where you kind of like move back and forth. Oh, yeah, the paper fortune teller. It's like. He actually made one of those for some reason. I don't know. Well, that's how you summon ghosts, clearly. And so he he did it and then he summoned the ghosts or something. <laughs> Nonchalantly. He casually summoned the ghost or something. And then. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven ghosts! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I think a ghost is here. I, said, I feel a presence. It's like, oh, okay. He's like, is he right here in, in front of you? I'm like, yeah. Put your hand there. It's going to be cold. I'm like, okay. Put my hand there and it was cold. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Was it cold everywhere else? No, no, it's just that one specific spot, at least, at least as far as I could perceive. Was there nitrous oxide involved? No. I'm trying to think of anything else that might might explain that. Um, was there a ghost? There there was that a ghost to my knowledge. Now, I spent a little while trying to figure out what would be the cause of that, and I came up with something which would be somewhat uh, identical to suggestive kind of theory or whatever, you know, like suggestion, like you say, this is going to be really hot. And then you feel it and it's really hot, but it might just be kind of lukewarm. Kind of, kind of like one of those things. Or you might say, this thing tastes really great. And then, uh, you try, this is, this is really good, but it's like actually like dollar store kind of, uh, tap water or whatever. soda. Mm. What if, um, was it Ryan? 
I think he's Ryan. We're using the name Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Okay. So what if this Ryan was? What if it was like a a, a differentiation between the uh, heat in the room? So heat rises. So he's spewing out all this hot air, and it pushes all of the cold air that would normally be a little bit higher in the basement down. So it feels colder down there. This is an amazing theory because it. It merges two planes, which I've been arguing are actually part of the one same plane for a while, which is the metaphorical plane and the actual plane. And this is where they come together into reality. Cam, what do you think? Was Ryan sleeping and then woke up? <laughs> I'm serious. That's, I am serious. <laughs> okay, okay. No, listen, this goes with your theory. Just trust me on this one. <laughs> If you just woke up from a nap, <laughs> follow me here. I can't handle this. Follow me. All right, so if you just woke up from a nap, and he's all warm and cozy from being snuggled up in, like, five comforters, he's probably going to give off more body heat and then, like, see shit. I don't know, like, especially when you first wake up, you'll see things. There are so many aspects to this I'm confused about. Your senses aren't quite there when you first wake up. At least if you're me. So if he had happened to have been sleep summoning ghosts yeah. and suggested that Nate put his hand there and then woke up and actually put his hand there, possibly this is how it worked. Exactly. You know, Nate, I think that's a, a good a- avenue you should explore. It's going to be... Wait, was it like a lucid dream summoning with the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ghosts? I like how you say ghosts. <laughs> Gotta keep that. It's it's pretty magical, to be honest. So that was the story with uh, my my friend Ryan, and it wasn't it wasn't too exciting, but yeah, we yeah. made it exciting. So, do you think people that experience ghost happenings and hauntings to themselves personally are more likely to be the ones that believe in ghosts, and then the people that never have like a ghost experience happen to them personally, like myself? That's why I probably don't believe so much. Yeah, what I, what I'd say is. In general, people who don't believe in ghosts don't have ghost experiences. It's kind of the same thing where people who people who don't believe in aliens or alien abductions generally aren't abducted. There's very few people who say, I don't think alien abductions exist, who are abducted themselves. But the people who do get abducted are very, very heavy believers in it. I think that for you to attribute the experiencing something ghostly with alien abductions is completely ridiculous. Like, those two things are, are so not able to be considered in the same plane. Um, I would say it's, it's a double-edged sword cam. Um, people who believe in ghosts are more likely to have a ghost experience because they're open to that idea. Um, and then, but I do think that there are some people who don't believe in ghosts who have a ghostly experience that turns them into believers. I think it's easier to be turned into a believer than out of being a believer. Okay. Just because like what, what, could have one instance could happen that could make a non-believer into a believer, but what could happen that would turn a believer into a non-believer? You know what I mean? Not much. Jesus, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just find God. I'm not even sure if Jesus exists. So I have a neighbor. She's got six kids. Six. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Can you, can you tie that to something that we're talking about? Or is and, just going to yeah, sit yeah, yeah. there? Yeah, no. No, she... she I'm not that random. 
She broke up with her husband. Now she's married to God. Swear to God. Well, those were spooky stories. Yeah, yeah, quite spooky, especially Cam's. Ugh. Man, we, I'm so glad we were able to have all these people on today. And uh, our first timer and my mom and another first timer. Cam, it's been wonderful having you. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. So, um, happy Halloween. Check your candy. Um, and if you don't celebrate, then why the fuck are you listening to a Halloween podcast? Yeah. And if you have an answer, well, I guess we need to talk. Thank you for listening to our Halloween special. Be sure to rate us on iTunes. Also, you know, like, give us messages and stuff on Twitter at WNTT1. Also, we're on Facebook and, you know, check us out other places. We like, uh, no, we're not on Instagram yet.